This podcast takes place between 1639 and probably 1739 when my noodles show up on the day that we're doing this fucking podcast. Uh, We've watched the first four episodes. This is episode one of 24 Bauer Party People. Um, I am I am Sam, and I'm Jesse, and we have just watched a little under four continuous hours of uh, the beginning of Twenty Four Season One, which uh, Jesse was it seems not entirely prepared for. I yeah no I didn't expect it to be nearly this. Uh, I thought when you, like, okay, so in my brain I had the idea that it was, like, uh, what I was going to get was something a bit akin to those, like, White House Down style films, but in, like, TV form. Well, um, Because they always say those are, like, 24, right? Like, they always, like, <laughs> but, like, no, this this does not understand. This is before TV acting and editing was invented, I think. Yeah, like this is um, uh, twenty four does also have a particularly uh, not not bumpy, but it uh, it gets into its own as the as the seasons go on. Uh, but as it stands, it is uh, even just going back to the first season. It does look very yeah first season of a TV show that was it, broadcast in two thousand and one. It has like a fuckload of film grain to the point that I thought they'd added it to make it grittier. And then like I commented on it and you said, well, it's a show made in the two thousands and my brain went, Oh fuck. No, that's just what shows looked like. Yes. uh, Seeing, seeing uh, everything in 4k. Well, the alternative would be if they had done it in HD and we were then finally seeing it in 4k you would be able to count the pause on Kiefer Sutherland's face. Mm. Kiefer Sutherland in this looks like, and I'd mentioned it just at the end of episode four, he has like a full head of blonde hair for this, and he looks like Milo Yiannopoulos. Like, he looks so much like Milo Yiannopoulos. Like, he looks, well, almost like Milo Yiannopoulos is like more grizzled older brother. Uh, My my brain had refused to comprehend the fact that he had blonde hair and so even while looking at even while looking at yeah him, and i kept commenting on it and you went does he not always have hair and i was like not like that no <laughs> and i couldn't quite pass well uh, jesse was also fairly consistently sure that um keeper sutherland now is bald yeah no <laughs> it's just <laughs> he has like a receded hairline which looks like very like my brain had just passed as him being like bald now i guess uh well as it as it stands, seeing him relatively young and well, Kiefer Sutherland probably came out of the womb looking slightly weather-beaten. Yeah, uh, I say this having actually never seen any of the things in uh, in which he was a I child was, star. I, was, was he acting as a child? Oh well. Uh, now, if I if I were going to deliver an atomic slam on Kiefer Sutherland, I would say, is he acting now? Oh, um, not very well. He, he was a he was a young heartthrob. Oh, okay, right. I always assumed he came out of the womb like 
fully formed, like age 40? Well, yes, I, I, I feel that if I were to watch some of the, some of the things in which he starred as a teenager, uh, he would, it, it would be like watching a, um, you know, Dawson's Creek mm. when you think, aha. Uh-huh. Somehow, in his own real life, Kiefer Sutherland, as a 15, as a fifteen year old, was played by a thirty year old. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the show has like a few little editing tricks that I think are interesting. One is a timer, which is like played sort of between tr- scene transitions. Well, it's played um, at. They bring it up sometimes, but it that it takes over the whole screen at what would be the ad break. Yeah, track. but they also play it a bit between like when they swap between scenes, right? So you get like a sense of the time ongoing. Um, but like for me, it is acting as a timer for how long I am still stuck in hell. Uh, it feels I'm I'm seeing it like um, the uh, when I'm like doing a workout, right? And I'm looking at my timer and I'm going like, how long have I done? And I look at it and I feel like I've been doing things for like at least like 20 minutes and I look at it and it says five. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Every time it comes up, I'm like, oh God, I still have so much more to go. I mean, at, at this point, the sun hasn't even come up. <laughs> we, have, we have hit, we have hit 4 a.m., and we hit 4am in showtime. We meant to do this so that we would time it up with the show's time. But like, God, waking up at midnight and going through till midnight is like, we just couldn't make that work. So it, we just, it would do something psychologically to us that I don't think we could undo. Yeah. Well, the show itself, um, I actually managed to wow Jesse by, um, by mentioning that this was, it was broadcast just a little bit after nine eleven, but it was written and produced because yeah, it feels so like it was written after nine eleven, right? Like there's so many bits. Like they work for an organization called CTU, which is like counterterrorism unit, uh, but like th- that doesn't exist. But like it feels like something that very much would exist like it, ctus do exist like, the, like i had to explain to you that ctus are a genuine thing like the gsg9 in germany or like grgn or like i guess our equivalent would be like uh special branch or, yeah no yeah. Like, like probably mi5's remit yeah. um like but it's probably like um there's a the uk firearms squad i can't remember the fuck they're called um but i either way this is a um as a standalone agency it's uh this is CTU is fictional, uh, and has all kinds of um, assorted, moderately defined powers, which it, effectively the the NSA would then be granted uh, yeah. by, between season one and season two of the show actually being made. Okay, so let's talk about the people involved, I guess, or let's break down like roughly what is going on. So we have. The, the the show follows Jack Bauer, who is Kiefer Sutherland, looking like Milo Yiannopoulos' grizzled older brother. Um, and he is trying to work out that there... Uh, he's been told that there's been a... Uh, well, there's, there's going to be, within 24 hours, because that's the name of the show, oh. um, an assassination attempt 
made on this up-and-coming senator who's about to sweep the California presidential primary. What's his name? Palmer. David Palmer. David Palmer, yeah. Uh, who is um, in what I think is a very inspired creative choice. You really feel like he'd be a successful politician because he's the only human being in the show that acts like a human being. Yeah, no, he he does this whole thing where he like fucks with his spouse in like a funny way. Yeah, like like, they, like how couples actually act. Whereas like I need to say this, this is before acting was invented for TV. None of them can act apart from the guy who plays David Palmer. Yeah, until this was while The Sopranos had just started up. Um, yeah, the, the golden age of TV was still a few years away from, from beginning in mm. earnest. This is, um, well, we, we looked at this, this came on the air the, um, in 2001. So the TV landscape was, uh, you know, CSI was, what I think, one of the most watched shows in the I'm world. I'm not sure it was CSI. It said Law and Order or something. Like, it was um, like, but it, it's, it's, it's very of that era and you can tell. Yeah. Like, but but yeah, anyway, so we've got like he has to work out and foil the assassination on David Palmer. But he doesn't know who he can trust. Yeah, because also the thing about the thing about Jack Bauer, Sam, the thing about Jack Bauer that you need to know is he might be a cop, but he's not one of those cops. He's he's like, I'm not sure if he's a fucking federal as you said he was, but I have not seen anything to tell me that that's the case. Like his his whole deal is he turned in some of his own. Well, like, he he at one point shouts at a cop that he is a federal agent. Right, okay, but, that's how you know. Okay, but when he shows her his badge, she has no idea what CTU is <laughs> because but, it doesn't exist. So it is it is entirely possible that CTU is just filled with a bunch of larpers. <laughs> and this is actually the He's most working for an imaginary organization. Yeah. The, it is a it's an experimental show about uh, a man effectively getting fucked with by a group of people who've agreed to pretend they work for the government. Right. And it, it's they, then they sort of you know send him out into the world like a mix of the Truman Show and Jackass to see this how many people he can shoot in the leg. No, this explains why none of the people involved in CTU act like government agents. Like to the point where they have internal affairs turn up at some point. They call themselves internal investigation. And, like, and Jack Bauer decides to internally investigate a guy by punching him in the dick and then just sneaking out past him. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, so, okay. So Jack Bauer, he's you know, he's uh, the one guy you can trust. You know, he's not going to go in for any for any corruption. Yeah. However, he's also a maverick who plays by his own rules and will do what he needs if it's the right thing. Yeah. So he's a. I wrote down that he's a whiter than white maverick because, like. He's he's a maverick because he plays by the rules, but like also, like he gives this whole speech at one point about how like those like dirty cops that he turned in they compromised just once. They're not bad guys. They compromised once, and then they compromised again, and then they compromised again until they they were like they were corrupt. But and, like and that's he, not he he gives this speech explaining why you shouldn't bend the rules or break the rules. While he has a tranquilized man, he has his boss tranquilized behind him. Yeah, thirty minutes <laughs> into thirty minutes in into the, thirty minutes into the first episode, he finds out that um, you know, one of the higher ups isn't isn't being fully straight with him. So he just calmly walks out of his office, gets a tranquilizer gun, walks back into his office, and shoots his boss. Yeah, he so the the way they know that this this source 
the source of information for this um, plot is that his boss told him. And right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and his and uh, but his boss won't tell him where he got the information from. But he suspects that his boss might be corrupt. Yeah, he, so he goes, "Excuse me, one second." Yeah, so he, walks downstairs. He, he, well, he's told his boss to uh, to call his superiors. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and see if he can persuade them to. Uh, to, to give up the source, and his boss is like, "Oh yeah, no, I'll absolutely do that. I, 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 I will do that, and you can trust that I'm, I'm going to do it." Uh, and then he calls up the speaking clock. Yeah, and then like, like Jack has him like, like has someone dial his room so that he can work out who he's talking to on the phone, and it's the speaking clock. And like, it's clearly a way of doing the like, uh, like the real time thing because like the time is boop, 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 right. But like, oh, like half past midnight or whatever it was then. But I forgot the speaking clock exists because that's the thing that's so of its time mm. that like, I hadn't, I was like for a split second, I was like, who the fuck is this computer lady? But, but, but you, oh God, that's the speaking clock. But you, you do cut back to um, the, guy, the, the guy in Jack Bauer's office actually just saying to the speaker, like, just talking to the speaking clock, pretending he's talking to his boss, but just talking about how he's, uh, talking about how Jack Bauer is an idiot, yeah. <laughs> which, which, then, which is about the point when Jack Bauer back. gets pa- gets patched into the call. Which I'm going to be honest, that's like I've had anxiety dreams about stuff like that happening. It's a yeah. real like, oh no, are they right behind me? Yeah, but then he comes back in. He goes away. He gets like a, a ring binder and he comes back with a trank gun. Trank guns this guy in the leg, and then it's and it's like then it's like I suspect this guy might be dirty. So we have half an hour. Before he wakes up, yes. Let's is, find the let, let's dig up the dirt, y'all, so that we can bribe the source out of him. This is the first. Like, time, this is the first time that we um, you know, that we get to encounter one of my favorite things that uh, Twenty Four does, uh, which is reassuring the audience that a given plot thread will see some level of resolution by the end of the episode. Mm. Uh, you will find out there is um, there's later on. Uh, yeah, David Palmer. He. He gets his, uh, his his main chief of staff guy to try and find out some information, and he tells him, "Man, I want it by the end of the hour," as if to just say, "Oh, and don't worry, this, this subplot is going to get some progression." Yeah, we're going to see the end of this by the end of the episode. You you are going to the number of threats that terrorists make that have as their deadline forty five minutes, and those threats are made at quarter past. Uh-huh. You are going to. I'd say you could set your watch by it, but you actually could. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh God, there's so much. Like, so there's a couple of couple of merging plots. We've got like David Palmer's intrigue with his son, which we'll go into. We've got um, Jack Bauer's kid. Jack Bauer's kid, which I really want to go into, but we'll 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 okay. Fuck it. No, we're going into Jack Bauer's kid because Jack Bauer's kid is the funniest shit in the world to me. She's like the most hilarious teenage rebel ass, like like two thousand style troubled, bad troubled, troubled teen. Yeah, like she's so so. One thing I need to make clear, right, is that this show is very clearly written written for like the American middle class, right? Like. Uh, it really feels that way to me, like suburbia style, like, oh, my daughter might be having sex, kind of like you've, scared. You've, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the, um, the disapproving condom. <laughs> so, yeah, like when she turns up, 
like so we get the picture of like Jack Bauer's household is that he's recently been kicked out and like he's just come, moved back just in. moved yeah. back in and like this has clearly affected the relationship with his daughter who's like troubled and has gone out to party with some people but she snuck out to party with some people she has the most emo ass room in the entire world with, and, with green day posters just below Tupac mm. oh you, god I missed that like all, all you have to know is her music tastes are anything to which mom's gonna freak. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and um, no, she's just she's hilarious. Like her whole plotline is amazing because her plotline centers around her getting kidnapped, and like I was like, why is this in the fucking show? We why is this in the show? Directly at the end of episode four, we find out that it's by people who are connected. To this assassination plot. Yeah, but for so long I was like, why do I care? Uh, it, like, it this seems... is such a like alongside. It's like another plot. It's like another show within the show. That like for the longest time I was like, I don't understand why they bothered to put this in. Well, um, what what I compared it to was um how with Homeland, uh, they made uh they made a uh, Damien Lewis's character. They gave his daughter a lot of screen time. But that meant they had to keep coming up with things for her to do, and they couldn't plausibly keep her involved in the main plot. Mm. So she would end up accidentally getting involved in a hit and run that she tried to cover up, and it would be unrelated. It'd be unrelated to anything that was going on, but it you'd still get these ludicrously high stakes situations, and that will be a recurring thread with Jack Bauer's daughter. Oh fuck! No. Because her in the fucking mystery machine. Yes, yeah, like, so they, she, well, they, she ends up getting kidnapped by these two guys that she was going to, that she had a party with. They went to a fucking furniture store for a party, which I yes. will not. They break into a furniture store. The party, by the way, is four people. It's it's her, her friend, and these two dudes. These two like college age guys, right? Who like clearly like drug her friend with like heroin, and it's later like explicitly revealed to be heroin, but like. That like they're driving around in the machine. I I kept calling it the mystery machine because it's a van with a glowing fucking number plate full of like hippie ass shit. And like, it, well, um, it it does have one of the most fantastic dynamics where the two chaps that are doing the kidnapping, one of them, um, he's very apologetic about it, while the other guy, uh, if he. <laughs> If he was able to grow a full moustache, would be twirling it. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, like, oh, God, he's amazing. So, yeah. yeah, they get kidnapped and then they try and escape and they end up, like, running around North Hollywood, which is, like, shown as, like, some ramshackle, like, like homeless camps everywhere kind of deal. Yeah, it, it, it looks like um, the slums in Total Recall on Mars. Yeah, no, God, it really does. Like, and they, they, and they like, run and they end up finding um, uh, a, a chap who can best be described, I think, as a rent boy come goblin. Yeah, no, he keeps acquiring wealth. By by which I mean he is a rent boy come goblin. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, he's the one good poor person, you see, because he pulls a knife on them. But like, but then, then he sees that they're, they're being like molested by a, by a Nicolas Cage character. Like, like, and then he hits the Nicolas Cage character over the back of the head with a board. And then, like, the one who is not Kiefer's daughter gets 
run over by the Nicolas Cage character. Oh yeah, she gets absolutely um, just it. It's so fucking it's, convoluted no, 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 look, and stupid. Like, and this this isn't the season that everyone makes fun of her storyline for oh being convoluted. Oh my god! Okay, and like they're just. They're running around. Meanwhile, they're like the parents of the two girls, like the mother and and like the, the dad of the other girl. Yeah, they're, they're, they're driving around and having. Much... <laughs> they keep driving past the mystery machine. Yes, they <laughs> they've driven past it at least twice. It's like now. ships in the night. Like they literally have just passed it. At one point, they pass it because they're getting arrested because they were speeding to go and find them. Um, it's insane. It's so funny every time it happens. It happened once and I was like, oh, come on. And then it happened again. And I literally just started screaming at the TV. A, but while, while the mother and uh, and the, the father of the other girl, when they go to the furniture store sort of on their trail, um, you have a wonderful shot of the father holding up uh, a, a condom wrapper and just slowly shaking his head as he uh, uh, while looking at um <laughs> yeah. while looking at Mrs. Bauer. The, the, the... Oh my god! And the reason they know they're at the furniture store is so funny. Yes, the reason oh. they know that because whiter than white, white Jack oh. Bauer. No, but you have the scene where you find out that he's not going to break the rules. Yeah, and he, the he has, next he does. Yeah, he does the speech about like how they weren't bad guys; they just made one compromise. And the literal next scene is him talking to their like intelligence officer, their like like cyber crimes person. Yeah, the tech lady. Yeah, uh, who's like, and and sh- and he's like, "Hey, I really need you to like look at these phone records or like get into this phone. Um, can you can you do that for me?" And she's like, "Do you have a warrant?" And he says no. And her first question is, "Is that is it important? Yeah, do you really need to?" And he's like, "Yeah." And it it turns out and to be his daughter's phone records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you think it's going to be something to do with the case, and it's not. It's just his daughter's phone records. And then the next, and scene, they, they they do it to get her email password, yeah. which is life sucks. <laughs> Password's life sucks. And um, it gives you this like little like computer screen thing where it's like a flowchart leading to the next bit, and it's just life sucks highlighted in the middle of the chart, uh, and it's just insane. As an as an extremely brief side note, um, the Jack Bauer's daughter um, is only uh, in real life for Kiefer Sutherland to be her father. He would have had to have had her when he was fifteen. <laughs> I thought she looked a bit old for a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she has permanently. She always looks twenty. Yeah. Like now, when she's you know a teenager, she looks twenty. Later on, when she's in her mid twenties, you think, why have they gotten like, why have they gotten the work experience girl? Like the, the right. Is like did, did, did they run out of adults? Okay. So she has permanent twenty-year-old face. So, so this is one of the plots. Is like the fucking. Daughter, we, we should prob- which is the funniest one to me. We, the daughter's plotline is so funny. We should probably talk about the terrorism. Yeah, we probably should talk about the terrorism. So the terrorism plot is that, like, I don't even fully follow it. It was so confusingly edited well, and made, and the plan makes so little sense. Uh, it twenty four does have um because of the um the constraints of the pre- of the gimmick, it has 
a lot of what I like to refer to as, as you know, conversations, where two people will just meet, they will reiterate their relationship to each other and what they're hoping to do, and then they will continue on with their, um, they'll continue on with their way. So we, even though we've only just met these pe- these people, uh, we understand everything about them. However, about half the time, twenty four will do an as you know conversation, and the other half of the time, it will leave you to you know to infer from things that happen what these people's relationships are, or they'll deliberately leave their goals mysterious. So you can't work out whether they think you're smart or it's one of the ones where they think you're stupid and whether you've missed something. Yeah, so I'm never sure what the fuck is going on because I'm like, and this is what I mean about them not inventing like TV editing. It's not that they've not invented editing. It's that they keep, they can't decide whether the show needs to explain something to me or if I need to infer it. And like, that is very confusing. Normally you have one or the other. And like, so I'm never quite sure if I've missed something. And when I'm trying to take notes for a podcast at the same time, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I have stopped taking notes, by the way, listeners. So I will miss shit. Stuff will be all over the place. We're only we're only taking notes of... Um, the I'm thing. trusting Sam to fill in the gaps and understand shit. No, we're, we're only taking notes of the things that we find to be... Um, I think there's almost a hoot rule. If we hoot... Yeah, then I'm noting it down. For instance, Jack Bauer's daughter going into the furniture store and there being a gold replica of Michelangelo's David. Oh, and her laughing at the <laughs> golden a, cock and balls. Yes. Um, that got a hoot into the notes it went. Yeah. <laughs> the other, oh, I'll get to, I'll get well, to Jack Bauer's signature move. Well, with the, with the terrorism, um, one of the, the big twists in the, in the pilot is um, there's this foreign, there's this, foreign shooter coming in yeah so th- they think they say like the the hit on palmer is probably a domestic hate group because he's black yeah, oh yeah right? so yeah we so haven't, we haven't, we haven't domestic mentioned hate group. he's he's black and we did keep mentioning that he feels um almost sort of eerily reminiscent like or predictive of barack obama in part because he also they very deliberately avoid giving him any specific policies. Yeah, no, he he feels very much like he could be a liberal, but he could also be, he has like Republican tendencies. Like he meets like, he he runs across like, uh, like a young black guy in like what is clearly a bad area. Yeah, a pair of, uh, a pair of at-risk youth. A pair of, pair of people who are wandering around a car park hitting cars with a baseball bat. Like, that's how we know they're bad, you guys. Like, that's and, what they do for fun here. And upon, Whoa, can you imagine? And upon recognizing him, they ask him, um, what are you going to do for me, Mr. President, yeah, man? He's like, oh, well, that's the problem with all of you. You, don't, you never want to work hard. And it's like, oh, God. But for the rest of it, he is characterized basically as a liberal, right? Like, he's, he's uh, like, th- there's a point where they um, they say that he's going to defund CTU. And so the... So the there becomes an ongoing thread of, oh, maybe someone within um, you know, the counter-terrorist unit or the CIA, maybe they're all, uh, maybe they're in on this. Yeah. So, so, you, so you never know who you can trust. Yeah. So like that's why Jack Bauer has to be this whiter than white guy, because then the, the threat might be, the call might be coming from inside the house kind of plot line yeah. is, is definitely a thing. But uh, they, so they, they think that um, a, an assassin is coming in from overseas and, we, you see some um, uh, chap on a plane. He's German and he's 
talking to the woman next to him and uh, talking about how he's a photographer and he's going to shoot David Palmer. And we're all like, we, okay, we get it, we understand. And then, but in what actually, this did get Jesse. Jesse got got and reveals that actually the, the, the wrong one on the plane. Oh, yeah. The wrong one on the plane is the woman next to him. Who, yeah, who is strangely sexual the entire time. Oh, she's incredibly horny, yes. Yeah, like, and I was like, what the fuck? This is not how human beings are. And then, like, they go and have sex in the bathroom. And they join the Mile High Club, which I saw coming a million yeah. miles away. But uh, she uses that as an opportunity to steal his press credentials. And then... So he is actually a photographer going to the David Palmer event, is like the twist. But like, uh, I, I thought, I thought that she was like an agent. Yeah, I thought the whole an, thing an air was marshal be, or something. Yeah, I thought she was like a, an air marshal who was like a member of CTU who'd been investigating this guy. And then she'd found, oh, wait, no, he is actually just just a photographer. And uh, the, the point And my brain was going, but that's the dumbest shit ever because like, the CTU would be, surely be able to know that this guy is a photographer. He has published photos in magazines because he shows her one of the photos. Uh, but uh, the point at which Jesse realized that um, this woman was perhaps not a counter-terrorist agent was when uh, she blew the uh, blew the she door. Pulls the bomb out of a fire extinguisher. Uh, and she blows the door off the seven four seven and sucks herself out of it and parachutes down as the plane blows up. Yeah, she uses one bomb to, like, decompress the door, which, like, like, and then she gets pulled out by that, and then the, uh, the main bomb goes off a second later. Yeah. But then, uh, so this is the end of episode one, right? And I was left there going, what the fuck is happening? Well, um, like, what on it- earth? And I, and, and for my, my brain, for, like, ages, was going, surely this is, like, a distraction thing. Like, this is, like, a, we're going to give you a major terrorist incident counter-terrorism unit to like deal with whilst you're already dealing with something else like surely you're going to have to investigate this plane explosion that's going to be major news that's going to be such a big deal because the airline goes down right? yes it, like it, it presumably killing everybody on board well, um would you like to know two fun facts i would yes uh, the first fun fact um is that well she she had all that uh that exp- she blows off the door using a bit of plastic explosives in the seam of her bag. Mm. And that, along with the bomb concealed in the fire extinguisher, are both real plots that um, that people have tried to use to blow up planes. Oh, yeah. okay. Wait, wait, sorry. What, what, what? That is concealing a bomb in a fire extinguisher? Yes. So you effectively fill a fire extinguisher with explosives and then... How the fuck do you get it on board? Well, you just re- you just replace it with um, one of the ones that should be there. Yeah, you're- I understand that, but sure, you're checking a fire extinguisher through. This was this was pre nine eleven. Remember, and that doesn't make but, any fucking but, sense. But would you like to know? Would you like to know? <laughs> well, bear in mind that that's more suspicious almost. But have you have you seen? But if you if you were like the guy that puts the fire extinguisher on the plane, yeah, absolutely. If you were that guy, yeah, then, then, sure. Yeah, but then you, like, yeah, then that's what you, that's the weak link. That's where you do it. But remember, like the beginning of Die Hard, where I've uh, never seen Die Hard, banger of a film. I'm sorry, um, I'm like very bad at the, watching the first the first minute. Watch. The first minute, a plane lands at LAX, and uh, John McClane he reaches up, and you can see that he just has a gun on him. Oh, and he says to the guy next to him, "Oh, relax, I'm a cop," because yeah, the 
that that man wasn't worried about the fact that he had a gun on a plane. He was worried about about the fact that he might have had an unlicensed gun on a plane. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that was the first. The first fun fact was those are real things that happened. Um, would you like to know the second fun fact? I would. Yeah. The second fun fact is that nine eleven happened. Right. Uh, after the show was made, but before it was aired. Yes. So, uh, a lot of the references. Oh God! A lot of this shit will have been cut. Yes, so it seems like everyone really just kind of forgets about the plane crash fairly quickly. Oh, of course, of course, because they had to cut, they had to cut some of that because they were. Oh God, of course, they they weren't like they even had to push back the premiere date by a month. Okay, so that's why the plane thing is such a minor thing. They don't even talk about it, like beyond so because what what you're left with. Is this woman like parachutes down into the like Mojave Desert, and like you made a joke about the photographer waking up with like request text from like New Vegas? Yeah, they, they, the the photographer um, he survived the plane crash, and ain't that a kick in the head? Begins as a as a <laughs> as sort of a, uh, a robot runs up with Kiefer Sutherland's face on it in a cowboy hat, in that troubadour hat. But I found. Yeah, oh yes, as we found as we found out that that Kiefer Sutherland has. Recently, also become an alt country troubadour. <laughs> now, I, now, I don't know what I was googling. Keith and Sutherland, like it was, we were watching it, and that's what came up, and it confused the hell out of me. But yes. very, very strange thing to look at. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so this woman um, blew up the plane to steal that guy's credentials, and then there's a man who's had plastic sorry, surgery sorry, to look. Sorry, like sorry, the... you skipped over a major thing. She blew up a commercial airline, killing everybody on board. To get an ID card. The, you skipped over a major thing that, that like I was talking I was thinking the entire time, which is this whole plot is just to get the photographer's ID card. That's the entire purpose of blowing up the plane. Uh, no, the purpose of blowing up the plane is to have a badass thing to put in the pilot of your ah, television because it program. Looks sick, nasty when she gets sucked out the door. Yeah, that's what no, it, that it does actually look sick. Nasty it when does, she gets sucked, it yeah. does. But also, she like sits down, has her arms crossed, blows the thing up, gets sucked off. Oh, it's oh. yeah. Um, truly, it's I, I've seen a lot of people get sucked off on an, on an airplane, and this is you know this is one of the top three. Oh god. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, she lands and meets up with um. Uh, with the other people who we vaguely piece together through a lot of speaking aloud, uh, trying to work out what their relationship with each other is, and it turns out that you know, there's a they've got a guy who's had plastic surgery to look like the German photographer, and he's the shooter. Oh yeah, she says like, "Wow, that's amazing! How do they do that?" And he goes, "Plastic surgery," <laughs> which is just an amazing flat line. I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough, sure." Uh, and we do have um, the, the second episode as Sorry, we see him practicing. Also, shit, we missed something. When she lands, she buries the ID card with the geolocator, right? And then, like a few minutes later, no, one, no, literally, one it's, yeah, it's literally, real just after they leave, she drives off, and then a motorbike rides up and digs it up again. Yeah, and we were like, wait, the, what the fuck? Wouldn't it just have been easier to give it to the person that she was handing off to? But then it turns out that the person who digs it up is her, like... It's her gal pal. Yeah, like her... Well, no, she's explicitly... Oh, oh yes, oh, oh, yes. Um, like, I... But, like, it's her, it's her... It's her girlfriend who, like... 
is on is a is new to the criminal underworld, I guess. If he's, new, like, if he's new to the um, to the murder for hire and doesn't really understand how things work yet, so she's like, she tries she tries to extort the people involved for more money. So the people involved are the guy who's had plastic surgery to look like the German photographer who now has the ID or doesn't yet have the ID because it's buried in the desert somewhere where only the like the lesbian knows. And then you've got like. Um, I'm just going to call the lesbian Rogue because she looks like that. Ca- she looks like the character. She from does. X-Men she does. With like with the, the like, um, hey, howdy there. Uh, but like, yeah. she, I, she's. I saved her laugh. <laughs> she, she, like she's trying to extort more money out of them with the with the card, and like, eventually, she, they do get the card. But like after what can best be described as a detour. Yeah, like narrative detour. It was so confusing and like uh, like they would just do a lot of arguing and then like there's a middleman there called Ira and like you, who, who it turns out is the one that they, is the that, one who's kidnapped his yeah, he's one, yeah, daughter. He's the one that yeah. they ordered the the two terrible guys. Well, I, I think they are awful kidnappers. What one of them it was good kidnapper bad kidnapper. Yeah, but they're just bad. They're both bad at kidnapping. Like um, if you if you put like sort of a comedy soundtrack behind them attempting to like get these two girls in a van, uh, like, like they this is this is this is no Buffalo Bill. Mm. You know, I I've 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 seen Silence of the Lambs. I have rewatched Silence of the Lambs. I've watched Silence of the Lambs a third time, and you gentlemen are no Buffalo Bill. Mm. I consider Buffalo Bill a personal friend, and they are they are no. <laughs> uh. Um, no, like uh, this whole plot is stupid as hell, and it must be this stupid as hell because of nine eleven. Like that, that has to be part of it. I think. Like you're, you're very right, and I can't believe I didn't even notice that. Like I was sat there the whole time going, "What? Where's the plane? What?" And of course, that's why it's not there. But, but had it not been for nine eleven, I think it's important to recognize that the plot would still have been at least a little bit dumb. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But what we get is a plot of like. The sniper guy shooting eggs for some reason. Yes, yeah, so episode he, two he, ends he, on like a zoomed up shot of an egg. That smash then, cut, smash cut yeah. to egg explosion. Yeah, egg, egg detonation. Being shot. And that's like the end of it. And that's how we know he's a fucking crack shot. It, Jesus. It, it is the it is the fastest scrambling of an egg that I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, and then they, they, like, they, they, yeah, they, he turned that egg into a deviled egg. By which anyway, I mean, he sent it to hell. Anyway, like you basically, what happens is they argue for a bit, and then like. The plain lesbian sets up Rogue to be shot by German photographer man, and then like after after agreeing to hand over the after handing over the card to Ira, that's all the terrorism that is happening. But meanwhile, Bauer is also dealing with like an interagency thing where his boss has been shot. Oh yes, um, there they, there's a mole, and it might go all the way to the top, and uh, so his. His boss, who is effectively um, a police captain moustache. Yeah, no, he does look like that. He's a, well, he's a police captain moustache that commands a human body. Yeah. <laughs> it's being piloted. Yeah. So the moustache. Yeah, so well, the, the moustache is pulling all the shots here. Mm. Um, and he, yeah, they, he, they find um, that some people in the agency have been yeah, trying to sneak out files to do with, um, you know, to do with Palmer. And it's uh, and it's potentially related to uh, to Nina, 
who is uh, a woman that works at at CTU. Uh, and who, he's been boinking yes, until who, who, recently. Yes, who, while Jack Bauer was moved out, um, he'd been bumping fronts with. And so given that it seems like she was complicit in a uh, in a potential assassination that also then had his uh, his boss shot during the handover of that data. Uh, so R.I.P. Police Captain Moustache. Yeah, no, he didn't last long. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she... After he inter- lightly interrogates her, and they, they realise that actually she's being set up. Yeah, because they have a SIM card that, like... Or, like, an ID card that, like, can come and go through... Yeah, the, the high security. Yeah, the, 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 mag- the magnetic strip that you yeah. that you run through the doors with. They were they were also encoding data upon. Yeah, and like the card that has been given to the boss that he was then shot for had like it, it, the, information on David Palmer and the hit. Yeah, and, and the file so like, came from yeah. Nina's terminal, but it turned out that that was done uh, on a specific day, and upon that day being mentioned, Nina looked. Uh, Says the second weekend in January, and looks at Jack, and you hear the piano playing as is it, as if like um when you're uh, like in a Telltale game, you know Jack Bauer will remember that. Yeah, like a dun 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 noise. But you said at the time that the piano was playing like we were having sex. Yeah, because it, it, it turns out yes, they that was a that was a wonderful weekend where they were fucking on the beach. Yeah, in Santa Monica, Santa Santa, uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's entirely. It's entirely worth keep, uh, keeping a distinction there. I'm told by people from Santa Barbara who apparently care. Um, but, uh, um, it's, well, but this whole plot, again, well, um, is too convoluted to the point where I'm like trying to work out what the fuck is happening. But, but the main thing that I want to point out from this plot line that is very funny to me is that every time Jack Bauer is shot at, what he does yes. is he... Swan dives perfectly. Like if you've ever played you keep- Rainbow Six Siege and like you go prone through a hatch, like if you've ever seen someone do that, that's what he does. Like he goes fully like horizontal. He belly flops. Yeah, it's amazing. He, he, he drops on the deck and flops like a fish. But he doesn't even drop. Like like dropping, hitting the deck is something that people do under fire if they've been trained. That's what they do. Like Jack Bauer jumps. To the deck, like he, he leaps like a fucking frog. He goes from a st- he goes from standing up to a, a, a horizontal three the, meters away. The horizontal momentum that Jack Bauer is able to generate, just at a at a instant's notice on a blink, is well. You, you see why they why CTU pays him the big bucks. Yeah, no, like that guy. He you, could see, win, you, see, like, yeah, you see why Nina hooked up with him and why his wife took him back. I watched a documentary recently on like weird sports and one of them was like um like people who catch frogs and like make them jump long distances and i think jack power could be a winning frog like you you mentioned that his daughter um hangs out oh no no uh no unrelated was uh, rogue was unrelated but jack bauer could he potentially is this an x-men could he be he could be toad he he, he might be shit oh like, uh, the other thing that he does that is very funny to me is that Jack Howard doesn't understand how to get fingerprints off a guy. This is so wonderful. He just... Oh, uh, not, one of the gunmen it, that shot the, your, his boss. Your response. He So they, they take out uh, one of the gunmen and he says, I'm going to go ID him. Because uh, as we've been getting on, we've been getting a little bit more of Keith Sutherland. Uh, 
going from you know, talking a little like this to talking a lot like that. We've got our first dammit. Mm. Uh, I'm keeping track of the number of dammits because I intended to have at least one shot of vodka for each dammit we experience. Um, I gather that this will put you in the hospital. Well, yes, but that... Oh, no, Jack Bauer put me in the hospital along with 200 other people throughout the series <laughs> of... Uh, he does apparently, um, throughout the entire run of 24, kill about 280 people. Jesus Christ. So for every two people killed, we get... Jack Bauer is the, like, copy-pasta guy. Yeah, he, the, like, he has a... What he, the fuck did you say to me, yeah. you little bitch? Uh, like, he has... For every two kills, he has a damn it. But <laughs> so far, he has two kills and one damn it. Oh, so shit, you're right. We're right on track. Yeah, like, so, yeah, there's, like, well, a bunch of gunmen in there. But anyhow, he says he's going to, um, to ID this guy. And he heads over, and Jesse is just not having it. Jesse's going, like, you can't. How are you going to ID him? What are you going to, what are you going to get fingerprints from? License and registration, please. And then he starts, like, swiping this cloth across the guy's hand. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like, that's not how you get fingerprints. And then a second later, Jack Bauer brings out a knife. And I was like, oh, is he literally going to get fingerprints? He just cuts the guy's finger off. He he, he cuts off his thumb like he's an underworld bookie. (laughs) And this guy was delinquent on his horse racing debts. Holy fuck. What? Like... What? And this is like how they managed to get like some idea of the card, I think, as well. well like, no, no, they they find out that that man either he didn't exist or he's been wiped from the system. Oh god, yeah, no, like, oh, someone rings up later with like, I ran the fingerprints you gave me, and like, this guy doesn't exist or he's been wiped from the system. And I was like, that's not how I was screaming, going, that's not how like fingerprint data databases work. You don't have everyone in the system. Like, not everyone on Earth has had their fingerprints taken. They might have done in America, actually. I don't fucking know how insane it is over there. But, like, but, that's not but how things work pre, here. Pre-9-11. Yeah, you only, get, you only get fingerprinted if you've already committed a crime or you're reporting something, generally. Like, you don't just get fingerprinted for the fuck of it. Like, they have to have a reason to have you in the database. So it's entirely reasonable that they would run this guy's fingerprints and go, no, sorry, nothing. He's, he must be a new player, would be what would make sense. But, like, no, like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, um, IMDb, uh, the trivia, um, has, has one of my favorite sections of, uh, of any trivia is goofs. Mm. And um, perhaps one of my favorite ever things that I found here so far is in the section incorrectly regarded as goofs. Um, they say that some of the uh, some of the terminology and technology used by CTU uh, is not uh, doesn't represent real world technology. It it, it does not um, correctly display how real world technology works. Right. So, for instance, you know the the fingerprinting thing. How could they work out that this guy must have been wiped from the system? However, the reason why that is incorrectly regarded as a goof is because the fucking brain trust at IMDb helpfully point out that the characters themselves are also fictional. That's an end of explanation. So they like <laughs> the, the 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 techniques the techniques and the software that they use don't correspond to real world ones because presumably they're fictional. Yeah, from a fictional agency. Citation, citation, the characters are also fictional. Yeah, oh my god. 
that's like actually that's not the system used uh, like and, and nerd we, shit now we haven't even touched upon the fact that um that David Palmer's son may have committed a murder yeah, and the press I have heard about it that. this is like, like the other plot yeah, is that it, David Palmer's son killed a rapist yeah his um this is uh this is the beginning of one of my uh truly one of the great things about 24 uh, which is for everyone to have, for every character to have a plot line and have that plot line go out through it, uh, throughout the show, that means that everyone involved has to be on some level having the worst day of their life, mm. all on the same day. Uh, everyone, often for unrelated things, uh, they are having just a terrible day that will not like that will not be solved with a phone call it will take 24 hours and numerous shocking revelations before it will uh, before it will be resolved and the way that just once i would love it if one person just turned to someone else and they said isn't it really fucked up how we go through how about 3 years of our lives are exceptionally dull and then everything happens with everyone on one day. Yeah, so we're four hours in, yeah. and like so much shit has happened. But uh, yes, so far we are. Well, as I said, we, we've hit, we've had one damn it, and we've just started to have Jack Bauer shout. He hasn't. He's yet to torture anyone for information, but he has gotten the uh, security apparatus of the United States government to give him his daughter's email password. Yeah. And then so that his wife can drive around doing literal Scooby-Doo shit with the mystery machine. Where like it's like the Scooby-Doo corridor thing where like the monster runs out and they're like pressing each other all the time, but it's like that with their two cars. It's literally like that. Like you know what I mean? Like those shots where like Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. They're running back and forth between the corridor and missing each other. It's exactly like that. Yes, the um Meanwhile, like the only last I'm I'm conscious that my noodles are supposed to be turning up in like five minutes time because well, we also, they only we, opened at five. Well we also need to stay on track for the mm. twenty four hour. Yeah. Um but we've 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 covered most things. Do, do you have anything else in your The only thing to add really is that like the the David Palmer thing is incredibly stupid so far to me because like his son doing that is supposed to have confessed it to a therapist, potentially. The therapist is the one that's coming forward with it. Um, and, like, it's being leaked by his political opponent, which to me suggests that his political opponent can't be the one behind the assassination. So, now, because I, otherwise I, I'm he would here, just wait for him to be dead. I'm here like, having having seen the show. I, I, I have seen this... But, um... Oh, fuck. You know what it's going to be? That's going to be, like, a double bluff so that... Like his political opponent gets to not claim responsibility because, like, I was trying to blackmail him actually. So why would I do that if I didn't want him dead? Uh, but actually, he's made like a deal with CTU's like higher ups because to have him fucking shot so that like they don't have to have their funding cut. I'm calling it now that that's what the that's how this is going to end. That Jack Bauer, the whiter than white maverick, is going to walk into his boss's office tranquilize him again and then shoot him with a real gun because he's made the deal with like the the rep- obviously republican guy well they they very studiously avoid mentioning what party david palmer is with he's so a point, fucking democrat say, yes, obviously and, he is and apparently like, apparently if he wins this if he wins the california presidential primary 
then he's going to have the nomination in the bag. And I don't know how much you know about the primary calendars for either party, but it would be... He's in, it's a California primary. California primary, to me, suggests Democrat. Well, they, they both have their primary in in California at some point. But California primary being the big deal. It happened, but... It happens, to me, suggests it Democrat happened, rather than Republican. With, with both, it happens quite late in the agenda. It's normally pretty much entirely wrapped up by yeah, then. yeah. So I, 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 yeah, but I think that's like a, a like a like not a dog whistle. That's the wrong word. But I think that's like supposed to be telling us that like because it's the California oh, no, primary. If, if there's, it's it, it's like California is the liberal man no, if, if, state, if, right? If, like, if there's one thing you'll learn through watching the show Twenty Four, it is that Los Angeles is the center of the universe. Yeah, I mean, okay, like. Uh, Obviously, that's so they can film there, and it's easier. But like, it, it, I, I do think that I do think firmly that he is supposed to be a Democrat. Well, either way, they, like, you know, however, however much they imply it. For again, for one, the fact that he's black, kind of a hint. Yeah, um, like, and not when, even in like a. That's not like an us saying that as like a weird, like a weird thing. Like that is actually like a thing, so they can say that, like, talk about how like the cops are not being racist; they're just putting a tail on him. Yeah, Even putting, if it will come across as racist. Yeah, they're, 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 put, they're putting a tail on him because he is like the he is the one that's most likely to be in danger, rather than you know because they think he's done anything wrong, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but when when they would say the name of the party, uh, it's like coming up. Yeah, yeah, you know, all wrapped up the presidential nomination for, and then just you hear people talk over the TV. Yeah, it's perfect. It's um. Uh, it, it, it's like when you've missed. It's like when you haven't caught somebody's name at a party, and every other you, you keep trying to hear other people introduce them, and every time it's always just as the beat drops. Mm. Uh, he's very confusingly. It, it, it's, it's possible. Wise, it's possible but... he doesn't know what party he stands for, <laughs> he's, and he's just he's having it cut off. He's just uh, he's desperately trying to, and that's why he doesn't have any policy. Yeah, uh, any, that's any why he's appealing to both sides because he has no idea. He's like he's like Kiefer Sutherland's character in. The only other show that I've seen him in, really, Designated, Designated Survivor. Survivor, which is like where he's a registered independent who becomes president by everyone else being dead. I, I, I do still love that a Designated Survivor is a real thing that happens during the State of the Union, and is not is not it's not just a dumb thing made up for the show. No, it's simply, of it's, simply not. A, it's simply a dumb thing exploited by the show. Mm. It's like those many Wikipedia articles that you see and you think, huh, that would make a good movie, and they, but they decided to do it with this one. Anyway, yeah, that's about that, that's the state of things. There's like so so where where we're at right now is that like um Jack Bauer has just arrested or, or like someone has just shot a cop who was one of the gunmen who killed Jack Bauer's boss and like he said like if you ever want to see your daughter again get me out of this because he's being arrested for the murder of that cop. And like uh meanwhile like but Jim yeah. Bauer, who I, I, I originally misheard her name as Jim and was very confused. Kim Bauer. Yeah, she's being handed over to um to Ira, who's one of the uh, who's one of the He's assassin the, like the middleman for the whole or like he he appears to be the like the middleman or the brains for the assassination of David Palmer. And like and David Palmer is like trying telling his wife that like, oh, their their son may have confessed to a murder to their therapist to his therapist. But uh, it's things have just begun to move. Yeah. All I'm saying is that um, the the momentum of this show uh, it picks up and it keeps going. Mm. And I 
I look forward. I think the next few, uh, yeah, the, the next few episodes are, if I recall, going to bring out some of the more um, characteristic elements mm. of the show going forward. Uh, well, my, I've just got a text message that my noodles are now on the way. And so, if we and if we intend to watch, mm. if we don't want to have to rename this um, show as Twenty Six Bauer Party People. Mm. Then uh, to, to stay on track, let's um, let's wrap up this recording. Yeah, and uh, we'll continue on, and we will see you at the end of episode eight, which I imagine will only uh, only get stupider because so far it's been quite slow. You are one sixth of the way through your oh, commitment. Oh Jesus Christ! You have eighty four percent. Oh fucking hell! At least I have noodles now. Yeah, I was baited by the noodles last time, but I actually have proof of my noodles aren't being on the way now. So I have gotten my noodles at least. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Um, I think I'm going to refill the, yeah. I'm going to refill the hip flask because uh, the energy drink I put in there is fucking horrible. Um, so I'm going to put a new one in there and I'm going to eat my noodles and drink my hip flask full of energy drink that I have in this shoulder holster. I will, I will begin the, uh, and, um, the vodka per damn it. Mm. And, we, oh, I need you to keep track of what the fuck's going on, though, because I cannot. Oh, well, absolutely. I, I, I'm sure that as the show gets wilder and I get steadily more drunk, my ability to keep an accurate synopsis will only increase. Yeah, I, I 100% am not going to be able to stay on track with this. By the time it's about just, just 12 lay, hours just in, lay, I will be fully in sync. Just lay back and enjoy the hoggery. I... <laughs> This is just Hogwatch the show. It really is. Okay, right. I'm ready to get back to the Hogwatch. So, like, um, right. Well, and, and, and until next time, toodaloo. Yes. We'll out you when we beat us in. Do that at the start of every episode. Goodbye.